all the emotions, all the sensations and concepts connected to the intention of making this moment meaningful. Allow them all to come to the surface. And in that very attitude of allowing, rest. Rest. The part of the mind that feels like it must do this and that. Let it rest. Let the doer rest. While you allow your emotions, the energies, the thoughts, every experience that can be experienced connected to your intention to make this moment, this session, meaningful. Allow them to arise. And while they are arising, and while you are resting, feel the body participating, joining the rest, the resting. And if the legs are not in a proper place where full sense of rest can be experienced, your body will communicate to you. It will ask you, you feel a, an urge or thought to arrange the legs differently. So consciously, deliberately, follow the insight, arrange the legs if you have to. And holding on to that attitude of allowing, feel the body after making the adjustment, going deeper into that rest. And already begin to experience a calming, begin to experience the qualities present in the state of tranquility, state of ease and rest. We're going to take three conscious breaths, extending them as much as we can, allowing the lungs to fill as much as we can, removing as much air as we can, as much as is comfortable, three times, and with each exhalation, experience the body going deeper into its own sense of resting, its own sense of tranquility, ease, and allow the mind to follow, allow the mind to ride the exhalation. And when it's time to inhale, make a strong determination, a strong intention to stay <coughs> in that restful, calm state while you inhale as skillfully as you can so that the inhaling does not disturb, does not take you too much out of that calm, tranquil state. And at the end of the third, then just, just continue riding the exhalation to deeper levels of stillness, clarity, radiance, and joy while you allow the breath to return to its normal, uncontrolled rhythm. You may do the first three.
inner smile as you exhale. strong intention to stay in that new, still, clear, calm and joyful state as you breathe in. Do it one hold once more, three breaths, and breathe in as much as you can, exhale as much as you can, riding each exhalation to a to its natural going into a calm state. As you breathe in, skillfully breathe in, make a strong intention to stay in whatever level of calm that you have achieved. And ride the next one to a deeper. I want you to keep attention on what's happening with the exhalation as you go deeper. So whatever measure of stillness you've achieved, that you have arrived within that state, listen. Within that state, continue. Allow the breath to return to its normal rhythm. Remember the experience of riding the exhalation, making that strong intention, that strong determination to stay at whatever newer depth of tranquility that you have arrived while you skillfully allow the in-breath to take place.
stillness. Look at whatever degree of stillness and serenity you're experiencing. What's the measure of serenity in the body? Stillness in the mind, stillness in the breath. What measure of clarity, radiance, joy is there in the body, in the breath, as well as the mind? And while you bring your attention to the breath and you're going to control it, try not to lose this level, this space. And breathe in as much as you can. And as you breathe out, ride and go deeper. Experience yourself going deeper. Experiencing a deeper sense of stillness, a deeper sense of clarity, radiance and joy. And do the, make the breath as slow as you can, as slow as is comfortable. So there's a point where the lung seems to have emptied, but there's still a bit left, a little bit of air left, and you have to use effort to continue to expel the extra breath, the extra air that is there. So when you reach that point, that's when you go back to your motivation feel the level of tranquility, serenity that you are experiencing. Make that strong intention, okay, I'm going to stay here. And then when it's time to breathe in, try to stay there as you breathe in and make the in-breath slow, as slow as you can. And you're going to do it, you're going to inhale as much as you can until you reach a point where if I breathe in more, I might, just, I might take myself out of this level of serenity. So now, you make yourself ready to ride the exhalation to a new depth, a new sense of stillness. And you do, you do that three times. One more time, three controlled breath. And as you exhale, experience the ah, the letting go. Stay focused on that.
just see the level of ease that you have reached. Again, notice the clarity, the radiance, the measure of the joy that is present. While you allow the breath to return to its normal, uncontrolled rhythm. Take a moment, look at the ease and stillness in the body, the pleasant experience in the body. Say clarity and focus on the body. Say radiance and focus on the body. With the eye looking, say stillness and look. Bring your attention to the breath. Say clarity and bring your attention to the breath, looking for it, looking for clarity in the breath. Say radiance while your attention is on the breath, looking for that phenomena manifesting as radiance in the breath. And now joy. same palpable way there was some measure of each one of these elements in the body and the breath look for them now in the mind so bring your attention to the mind and then call each one of those stillness and look for it clarity radiance So within that stillness, making that same intention to continue to remain in it, while it continues to go ever deeper with each passing moment. Just like the exhalation, you rode the exhalation to new levels of serenity. Now, whatever intent you do intentionally, you will use that the same way as the out-breath. So intentionally bring your attention to the space in front of you. And that very exercise of bringing your attention there, let it be like the out-breath. Feel sense of calming taking place while you just do that. And spend a moment experiencing the new depth. Now intentionally recall your motivation and the very act of recalling it, let it be like the out-breath.
the means through which you will without a doubt fulfill the objective of your aspirations, of your motivation. Bring your attention to that and let that very movement of your attention to that be like the out-breath and surrendering to the perception of the presence that luminous infallible presence so whenever you notice something whenever it is something that's happening through conscious intention of yours let that be like the outbreath if you hear a sound let the very hearing be like the outbreath feel that sense of letting go and experience a deeper sense of serenity in that very action without which and the means definitely independent upon which you will fulfill the objective of your aspirations that luminous presence is in front of you at the level of your eyebrows just holding on to that thought without needing to prove anything just hold on to that thought now relate with that luminous presence and in the very expression of deepest respect let it be like the outbreath in the expression of trust in trusting yourself what may be called taking refuge let that very action in trusting be like the outbreath and lastly express gratitude
jump out of this state and gradually come out. First bring your attention to the physical properties of the breath that gives you the kind of consciousness you need to attend to the physical world. Then once you are able to make clear distinctions in the different physical qualities in the breath, allow that same awareness that makes, is able to make these distinctions to now become aware of the physical properties of the body. Then into your senses so you can become aware of your immediate surroundings but this time not being forced but rather engaging deliberately be aware of your senses, touch, smell, hearing, seeing. Okay, and then if you need to stretch a leg, you can stretch the leg What is the conventional? The conventional is all that, whatever is experienced, that's what is called the conventional. Whether it is painful or blissful, if it's an experience, that's what it's referred to as the conventional. What is the ultimate? Whatever makes the conventional able to be conventional. That's the ultimate. Remember, I mean, you probably have all seen The Matrix, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the moment when, I hope that's his name, Neo, the hero, when Neo suddenly had this realization, <laughs> it's just a bunch of strings of data, right? And then at that moment, you might call a direct perception of the ultimate. Uh, that's what is the nature of these things that I'm engaging with. They're just stream of data. At that moment, he was having a direct perception. And then because of that direct perception, he had a change of perspective, so to speak. And now he, became, he began <coughs> to engage the very same appearances, the very same objects, but this time with an understanding that allowed him, allowed him to engage in, in, 
in a way that he, that he didn't think was possible before. Because now you understand, oh, they're just streams of data. What is the nature of streams of data? There are things that can be manipulated. So it's not that all of a sudden he created something completely different other than streams of data, because that's all there is. That's all there was over there in that experience, just streams of data. And because he understands that and understands the nature of stream of data, then he can have a different experience of how the streams of data can be experienced. So seeking the ultimate is not, in a way, seeking to escape from the conventional. There's no such thing as escaping from the conventional. Whatever mm -hmm. is, is the conventional. But its nature is deceptive. Deceptive in the sense that, as, as just like outside of that direct experience that Neo had, uh, instead of seeing, instead of everyone seeing streams of data all the time, in connection to, the ex to what, was, what they were relating with, they were seeing something else other than streams of data. So that's the deception. So go back to the beginning when I said, what is the conventional? The conventional is every experience that you have, whether it is painful or blissful or neutral. So these painful, blissful, neutral experiences are, I'm not going to say the conventional, I'm going to say they are deceptive. That is their nature. So whether your experience is blissful, painful, or neutral, it is deceptive. That's how whatever experience, that's the very thing, that's the very nature of any experience. Not deceptive in a sense that is trying to, uh, there's, a, there's a, another reality other than deceptive, and you're trying to experience that reality other than, uh, uh, that, that is not deceptive. There's no such thing as having an experience where that experience is not a deceptive experience. Only when you're having a direct uh, perception of its underlying nature, that is, what allows it to be deceptive? What is, it, uh, what is the foundation of its appearance? Do you, at that moment, don't experience deceptive? And those, who are those people, who are those beings who are experiencing only the non-deceptive? They're not people who are engaging the world. They're in deep meditation. That's the only way you can experience the ultimate which is the ultimate nature, which is the stream of data. So like, uh, just like, I don't know if, they, if the analogy goes all the way with Neo. <laughs> when Neo was seeing just streams of data, if he continues to just see just stream of data, he wouldn't have been able to uh, move or do anything. He had to go back into the world where he saw beings attacking him, but this time he understood that there were streams of data. Okay, So, uh, what I'm trying to say, the understanding that everything that you experience 
is deceptive is not bad news. It's actually good news. And since the only experience you can ever have is a deceptive experience, that means since deceptive experiences are sometimes blissful, sometimes painful, sometimes neutral, it's up to you what the deceptive experience is. It doesn't mean that, oh, this is a deceptive, blissful experience. I want a real blissful experience. There's no such thing as a real blissful experience other than a deceptive blissful experience. You understand? Okay. Now when you understand this and you're looking at the stream of your being and however you're experiencing it and you understand it, oh this is a deceptive. What does that mean? It's not exactly just this. This is just an appearance. And however, when, however I experience myself, whether I experience myself in agony, whether I'm experiencing myself as an enlightened being looking at uh, my enlightened world, it's all mere deceptive. <laughs> so when the Buddha or the enlightened being is sees them, when the Buddhas see themselves and they see that they are whatever, ex however they look, wh whatever they have, <laughs> if they have you know, fingers or, or not, uh, whatever it is that they experience as their being, as the expression of their being, and it's giving them great bliss, it's not that, it's not that all of a sudden now they have a, a bliss that is not deceptive. Now, the, word, the term deceptive is used only in reference to people who, beings who are caught up in not understanding what they experience, what they're experiencing. So when you're caught up in what, when you're caught up in uh, fighting those, uh, what were the, the agents, that's what they're called, right? When you're caught up fighting with, fighting with the agents, and your mind thought that they were real agents, so you behave the way you, you would behave toward real agents. You run away, you punch them, they punch you back. So, because you believe that they were real agents, you are deceiving yourself. But it is just streams of data <laughs> appearing as agent. That's the, that's, it's, that's the deception. Okay. There's no way for the agent to be other than de being deceptive. All right. If that was a bit clear, I hope so. If it was a bit uh, unclear, <laughs> well, next time. <laughs> okay. All right. So I was going back into experiencing your being. So whatever you're experiencing as your being, it is but just a deception. And because your experience of your being can only be a deception, now what can you do? What kind of other deception can you have? You can have any deception. You have actually three main, three main choices. Painful, blissful, neutral. 
painful is, you can say, the confusion where sometimes blissful, sometimes uh, sometime blissful, sometimes painful, <coughs> and going back and forth between the two, that's just painful. It's just a different flavor of pain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, when you ex ex look at, <coughs> excuse me, when you experiencing your being, you know, whatever way it appears to you, and it's not blissful, then you say, oh, this appearance, the deception that, I, that I'm as experiencing right now is the, the non-blissful one. Let me see. Do I want to stay like this? <laughs> eh, no. I don't want to stay like this. So I want the experience, I want this, this appearance, this deception to be a deception of bliss. Okay. And there was some truth in the moment where Neo, having made that discovery, he was able to do magical stuff with his being. So in the same way, that's what taking that uh, concept or take, taking that as a truth, that's what Tantra, that's the foundation of Tantra. That's the, that's the foundation of the, the diamond vehicle. Okay. And you begin by going through rituals, all deceptions, but the mind relates to different deceptions differently. So, and then eventually you're able to you're, you're given permission to do certain things every, every day so that you can start to uh, familiarize your mind, familiarize your perception, familiarize your perspective into the perspective of Neo. Okay. Uh, if you don't like to play, you know what they say, that uh, the universe is a play? It's, uh, the, the word lila is used. They say the universe is a play. If you don't like to play, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> because there's no hiding from it. <laughs> there isn't a place that you can go say, oh, I'm tired of playing. Even when you say, I'm tired of playing, and you go hide somewhere, you're just playing hiding. <laughs> Just like whatever the experience is, is always deceptive. So whatever is going on is always a play. Okay? So you begin to participate more consciously in the play rather than always being just, uh, what would you call that? Or like the, the back end of everything. Everything happens to you, and then you react to it. But rather now you're engaged, and you see how you're participating in, in your experiences. But how do you build up to the point where you can get permission to play more consciously? Ah. <laughs> you basically have to get someone to give you a knock on the head.
several times. <laughs> uh, that's just a playful way of saying <laughs> you have to be initiated. Yeah. But you can begin the play. I mean, you, <laughs> you can, let's say, you can begin to consciously participate in the play. Not that you can begin the play, because you've been playing all along. Not participating in the play is a play. <laughs> Being a victim of the play is a play. When you look at when you're looking at a a, a movie, when you're looking at a what you call that, a, a performance on stage, which one of the actors is not playing? Hmm? Which one is not playing? <coughs> which part of the stage is not part of the play? Everything is part of the play. The chair, the floor. And the actor who just sits there do, and does nothing is playing, <clears throat> doing nothing. Okay. So it's either you participate consciously in the play or you play consciously. There's no other way, sorry. Even if you say, I, I, I don't want to play, you want to go hide somewhere, that's another play. Okay. Uh, so. If you want to begin to participate consciously in the play, uh, in, in especially the, the play that is done in the Vajrayana, in the diamond vehicle, you have to get initiation or permission ritual. You have to engage a permission ritual. But since we're already playing already, uh, <laughs> we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you a little. Uh, I'm gonna give you a. A script <laughs> to play now. Okay. <clears throat> I want you to, uh, when you go back into that stillness, into that where those four experiences are there, in whatever measure that they're there, palpably. Okay. So that's the stage to consciously participate. That presence that I say that uh, is in front of you, we were d we've been doing a lot, uh, several things with it. And this is, this is something that we've done before, but now we're doing it from this perspective, from this understanding. And we are going to incorporate three breaths. Okay? Breathe in, hold as much as is. Don't hold for too long. Hold for like two or three seconds. Okay? Don't try to be a, a superhero here. Okay? Don't try to hold your breath for you know, like a minute or two. That's not the whole point of it. The, whole, the only reason for holding the, holding the breath is one of the things that you're going to be doing, okay? So you're going to breathe in. You're going to, you're going to rearrange the data. What's the data? The presence in front of me, the luminous presence in front of me. This is the ideal that I... I this is the way. This is how I wish to play the game, as that. Okay, call it your enlightened self. <laughs> okay. If you already have a an image, if you have basically a costume, <laughs> put on that costume in front of you, and then when you breathe in, you breathe that in, and then you hold your breath. And you just for that split three seconds, just completely stay confident that you are 
wearing the costume. You are that. Okay? And when you breathe out, just reconnect with that presence in front of you. Okay? And when you breathe in again, forget about that. Oh, wait a did I bring that in or did I not breathe that in? Just as if it's the first time you're doing it. So each breath is the first time you're doing it. Each time you're holding onto the identity as you hold, uh, hold your breath, it's the first time you're holding the identity, first time you're wearing the costume, first time you're uh, saying, I am. And then for the for a brief moment where you're saying, this is who I am, almost see yourself getting up and acting from that perspective, from that being. Okay? And then when it's time to breathe out, just reconnect. You got that? Breathe in, be, reconnect, breathe in, be, reconnect, breathe in, be, just like that, okay? And if you start to believe that you are enlightened, you're not crazy. <laughs> you have permission. <laughs> and when doubt is trying to say, oh, you're just playing, <coughs> say, yeah. And? <laughs> okay, ready? <coughs> so the meaningful way of being. Make your intention to experience that dwell in that being. And don't forget, each time you breathe out, go deeper into the serenity, deeper into the clarity, the stillness, the joy. And don't worry about how clear it should appear. The most important thing is your thought is clear. So the appearances, like the color, the shape, how bright, should the costume be silk? Should it be the colors of this and that? Don't worry about those things. If they appear, good. If they don't, that's fine also. But it's being it is most important. Okay, so three conscious breaths, bring yourself into that state. For the three conscious breaths, 
let the breath return to normal, uncontrolled rhythm. And continue to ride each exhalation to a new depth, newer and newer depths. And once the breath returns to its normal rhythm, again, see that presence in front of you. spend too much time, watch that flash of a moment when there is a moment of conviction. Yeah, that's my enlightened self. And breathe it in. Hold your breath for a few seconds. One, two seconds. And just be. And feel that same level of conviction in being. And as you breathe out, go deeper into the stillness, the clarity. So all of, sort of making yourself more and more sensitive to that conviction, I am. Reconnect with the exhalation. And breathe in. Hold the breath and be. Exhale, go deeper while you reconnect. cannot focus on all the parts, you may focus on one at a time and sort of when the other things are happening, sort of almost ignore them. But if you can only focus on the in-breath, do that alone, and when you exhale, forget about what's supposed to be doing there, and next time you inhale, inhale with that visualization and that conviction and if you wish to focus only on the holding so let the inhale and the exhale let them be natural don't don't uh, control them too much just having a little gap between the inhale and the exhale. It doesn't have to be long holding the breath. Just have a little gap.
if not able to follow the sequence so rapidly, if it's too fast. So take your time. Like, take spend some time with the presence when you're ready. With the in-breath, you breathe in and you become the data in front of you and when you're ready again it could be after three cycles of breath have gone by so it doesn't have to be with each cycle of breath that you do it eventually when you become so familiar with it then it will be fluid like this inhale hold be exhale reconnect so do it in such a way that it feels that you're doing something and always catch yourself going deeper into that serenity I'll let you spend a few moments doing this. Just like each time we consciously did something, that very movement was a means to take us deeper into the serenity, like this exhalation. So in the same way, each time you're doing something, along with that, experience going deeper into the meditative state, gaining greater stillness, greater clarity, greater radiance, greater joy. if the holding of the breath is uh, you're not quite there yet then use the out breath for the being 
in breath to take in <coughs> out breath for being forget the uh, holding the breath if that's too much okay this is really the last one Just take a moment to look at just the meditative space itself, the experience of whatever measure of stillness, clarity, radiance, joy. within that space there is the absence of strong delusions and because of the absence of strong delusions there is the absence of the intentions that could come from such delusions the intention that makes beings behave unskillfully those who are overwhelmed by delusions, they are those who are not able to experience this state, absence of delusion. So hold them in your heart with compassion.
that through the power of your own practice, through the power of the merit you gain through this very practice, may they also come to experience a state of mind free of delusion. someone or there's some aspect of your life that you need to energize with the merits of this practice, make a dedication. It could be someone, it could be a community. And I don't want to single out any particular sentient being as though one is more than the other, but uh, selfishly I have to ask the dedication to friends. And express a sense of gratitude for the positive effect he's had in the world and in my life. Okay, this is where it gets difficult and sad for those who are now in a blissful state, you have to come out. Come join us in the world of pain. <laughs> so come out of that blissful state, bring your attention to the breath, feel temperature, feel weight. Now your consciousness is ready, now make it feel and sense your body from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And consciously bring your attention to your senses. Your sense of touch, taste, smell, hearing, seeing. Seriously, now those who are still in that blissful state, come out, come out. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you very much. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>